Welcome to Have a Listen, the podcast. National Development Program, Cole Caulfield. Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Louis. And it's your boy, Gibby. What's going on, guys? And it's your boy, Vinny. <laughs> Why? Gibby, haven't you got it by now that you're supposed to let Vinny go before you say what's going on, guys? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's, it's, okay, let's try this again. Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Louis. <laughs> and it's your boy, Gibby. And it's your boy, Vinny. What's going on, guys? There you go. There you Man, go. now. Nailed that's it. better. Nailed it. Welcome in, everybody. Um, welcome back, Vinny. I missed you guys. I, I missed you too. I missed, I missed you, you knuckleheads, man. I missed you too. Uh, we missed you on the show. We, we were nervous. We didn't know if we still had it. You know what I mean? If, if it, we still had the, the podcasting touch. But I thought it went okay. It went pretty good. I enjoyed it. Good. No, it went it well. Really, yeah, it was good. You guys kept me company while I was at the airport and listened to you guys. I laughed. It was pretty funny okay good you, you were on your game man oh thank you thank yeah. you appreciate that i really do um habs game last night yeah mm-hmm. tell me about it because i watched one period that's it and i didn't like how things were going after the first i passed out are are you okay though or oh no no yeah it just <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> not enough salt and sugar throughout the day just <laughs> uh so my original plan was to watch one period uh i watched one period and i was like you know what Screw it. I'm going to watch the second period. Watch the second period. It was 1-1 going to the third. And then I was like, man, I can't go to bed on a 1-1 tie right now. So I ended up watching the full game. Um, decent game. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, one of the goals got called back because apparently goaltender interference is a complete disaster and you, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, so it. I, I saw that. Uh, like obviously, I didn't watch the highlight or anything. I was really busy today, but I did see something about that. What was what, what, with that? Yeah, play. so uh, Lekkinen was jostling in front of the net. I don't he, know. I don't know who the defender was. He wasn't jostling. He was trying to get out of the way of the. No, goalie. no, no. But at yeah. first, like they were jo- j- jockeying for position, sure, or whatever. And then he kind of got pushed. I don't know which de- defenseman was it was. Uh, he got pushed into the goalie. So right there, it's not like he crashed the net and ran into him, like, intentionally. Uh-huh. Um, and then he was trying to get out of the... Like, he was making an attempt to get out of the way, but he just didn't get out of the way. And while making the attempt, like, kept bashing into the goalie. Um, and then they called it back. But he was getting pushed into the goalie, right? He got origi- the original play, he got pushed into the goalie. That's what I saw. Was it outside the crease? He got pushed into the crease. The goalie, okay. the goalie was kind of like on the edge of the crease. Ben, he, what do you think of it? He he was legitimately trying to get out of the way though. Yeah. Craig Button lost his uh, his shit, man, because he marbles. He, his marbles, exactly. Yeah. That that's the more PG way to say it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I couldn't. I don't get what goalie interference is anymore. 
right? And it's just like the NFL. I don't understand what roughing the passer is anymore either. So, uh, so th- they, they, they drive me crazy. I think what they do is uh, they call into Toronto um, and they just flip a coin. Okay. At this point, they're just they just say heads heads yeah it's interference no it's not interference yeah and, and t- <laughs> just flip a coin yeah. it landed More, on it landed on eight tails. ball remember that eight ball you shake it and <laughs> try again later that's why that's why some <laughs> that's of them take a little <laughs> longer <laughs> <laughs> try again later yeah maybe that's it all right well but it was a good game we ended up winning so that's a yeah. good 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 uh, stuff right that's good a news. plus yep uh, it's a good way to start a road trip that's for sure um, now. Christmas plans. I mean, we don't even know next week. We're probably not going to have a show next week because it's Christmas time. So I don't. I don't know. You know it's what I mean? Christmas time. Any plans? I say we do a show under the mistletoe. What Whoa! You, think? you guys want to make up? Whoa! Okay, what? guys, that's that's a little weird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> yeah, Christmas uh, plans. <laughs> Any plans? <laughs> not really. I mean, just like your typical family, family? stuff, right? Drive really? like drive to you guys like got all five your gifts. Okay, okay. You get your Christmas shopping done. Yes. Um, I uh, replied to Mark Dumont. I don't know if you guys saw it because he was talking about uh, Christmas. It was a Christmas topic, and it was regarding gifts and Christmas shopping and the Christmas tree. And you guys know that Amanda is a serial killer, all right? Yeah. She had the Christmas tree up uh, just that right after uh, Remembrance Day. That's and fine, then, dude. Yeah, v- Vinny, Vinny agrees with and that. Then, and then her Christmas shopping was done the week after. <laughs> She's a psycho. I'm not getting anything for my wife. Actually, I'm getting her a house. So that's yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not doing any. Uh, we don't. We haven't been doing gifts for Christmas for a while. Yeah, a couple of years now. Just for the dogs. We just do. We just do birthday <laughs> gifts now. Yeah, just, just for, for the, the dogs. dogs exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess you same family stuff, right? Yeah, good, good old family stuff. We're gonna have some Italian dishes. Italian, Italian. I, I, the Italians, Italian dishes. It's gonna be great. All right, good. Yeah. Um, all right. So, do you guys do turkey on Christmas Day? I sometimes. I'm, I'm more. Of, I like. I always tell my family, let's do seafood because I love seafood. So mm-hmm. I prefer to go the seafood route. But I mean, yeah, we do turkey sometimes. Okay. All right. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, so today we're going to talk about news stories of the week. We're going to talk about Vinny's trip and the vibe around the Bell Center. Our takeaways from Mark Bergevin's presser. We got Gibby's pole dancing poll question of the week. I got a holiday edition of Let's Have Some Fun and all the usual shenanigans. But let's start with uh, sports stories of the week. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with uh, this story here. So basically, an Ohio City broke a festive Guinness World Record. Yes, it's another Guinness World Record. Here we go. The judge confirmed that 1,482 participants broke the previous record of 876 people. And basically, the record that they broke is they were all um, gift wrapping simultaneously. So they are the new they are the new holder. They're the winner of the new world record for most people simultaneously wrapping gifts. Good for them. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, give them some. <laughs> what do you think? You impressed? No, at this point, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, what is that? You know, you know I mean, yeah. At this point, I mean, yeah, the, these guys. Every week, I come in here and I, I, I freak out, right? I mean, <laughs> you got a new one all the time. Uh, gift wrapping. You know what? I can't even wrap one present. So, dude, you should see how bad my wrapping skills are. I saw this video the other day. Did yeah, you remember that video? Yeah, you showed it to us. Yeah, where it's like, where where it's too short on both sides, but if you put it diagonal. You wrap a perfect gift. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. I saw that. Did you guys never go to... Um, I'm a terrible rapper. But did you guys never like, go to school? Like, both. It's rapping like a, and gift wrapping. It's like, a, it's like a triangle, guys. Like it's a square. You flip it to I the know, side. but come on, man. You knew that? Longer uh, side. Hypotenuse. Hello. You didn't know that. Yeah, I actually did. No, you didn't. You're a liar. Yeah, and it's simple mathematics, guys. <laughs> it's mathematics. It is. Well, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it makes it... It makes it... <laughs> It's shape matics I don't know what you're talking about. Geometry. Has nothing to do with math. Sure, it, it blew does. my mind. I, I know. <laughs> um, okay, this is a pretty good story. Uh, Gibby sent this my way. Fallon Sherrick becomes the first woman to win a match at the PDC Championship. So let's give some claps. So basically, they do have all female competitions, but this was actually a female competing in just the regular competition and yeah. she ended up winning. She'll be the, she's the first one to actually win at the National Darts Championship. Congrats to her, right? Yeah. What do you think, Vinny? Are you impressed by this? What do you, do you think, are you surprised? Actually, are you surprised that uh, this is the, taking this long for a female to win in the National Darts Championship? I, I thought there was before. I, I mean, I'm not a darts follower, so this is like news to me, but yeah... I'm a little surprised, man. Yeah, I'm 180. surprised. 180. <laughs> I'm surprised. Like I'm, I, I know there's women, all women, championships. Mm -hmm. But I never knew that. I didn't know that a woman has never won. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Good for I her. Think it's great. And she's got a sick name, Fallon Sherrick. Yeah, that's a great name. That's yeah. a great name. I love it. Better than mine. <laughs> Vincenzo. Vincenzo. Um, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver Josh Gordon is suspended indefinitely guy, without pay for violating the NFL's policies on performance enhancing substances. What a donkey. How big of a donkey is this dude? He's a big donkey. Like he just doesn't figure it out. What did he test for this time? Was it weed again? Uh, I don't know. They, I don't think they've released that. Vinny, did, did they release that? No, not yet. I, I don't know either, but yeah. I'm sure it's probably weed again, and he's a disaster. Yeah. He, this like, guy, he just, this he guy doesn't, like, he doesn't when learn. When is it time to give up with it? He doesn't this learn. Guy. When is it time to give up on this guy? Like, he's, like, he's a good player, but my goodness, man, it's just constantly violating. Like, you know the rules. You violated it before. Don't do it again. Rules are meant to be broken, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I when guess. you're a professional <laughs> I, athlete. I think some rules are meant to be broken, but maybe not in this. You know, not in the, you know, the professional your, sports world. Professional. I would agree. I would agree, gents. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it seems like, it really seems like that's how he's living his life by though. You know, hey, rules are meant to be broken. Yeah. Let me smoke that joint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the New England Patriots, they suspended a videographer who filmed the Cincinnati Bengals sideline during last <laughs> week's game against the Cleveland Browns. That's ridiculous. What are they? <laughs> There's so many things that just raise question marks in my mind with this story. First of all, why are you filming the Cincinnati Bengals? They want to see why they're so bad because they're going <laughs> to, like, it was a gesture. It was going to be a Christmas gift. They were going to yeah, say, listen, yeah, gonna show this is what you tape. guys are doing They're going to sell them the tape. Yeah. They're going to sell them the, yeah. be like, listen, 
we got all the answers to fix your team, but <laughs> you're going to have up. to pay up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or maybe they, you know, it's a bribe. Like, hey, man, we can fit, help you. All you got to do is blow this game against this team. Or, you know, <laughs> oh like they don't have to blow the blow game. They game just got to go out and play. Show up. Yeah. I know. I mean, but, but, okay, does this raise any red flags to you guys on previous uh, you know, New England. Like, what are you? Where did you guys stand on on New England as a franchise? Did you think that they're cheaters? You want to go first? No, go ahead. You want me to go? Yeah. I I can't stand New England, and honestly, I f- I feel like their whole um, organization gets away with stuff all the time. So yes, I think they're cheaters. And the Flake Gate is a perfect example. Yeah. So this yeah. is just another. Ad. Yeah, they're definitely cheaters. But I mean, does it taint the legacy? It almost, no, there's it just there's yeah. so much that has happened. I think now it's just blind. Everybody's just blind to it, and it's just like they're still the greatest franchise of all time. Yeah. So there's so it's not enough. No. To to asterisk. Like I think you got to blow up the how the dominant. Arena. The, it's not enough to asterisk how dominant this team has been. Yeah, they're still a fantastic team. Vinny's gonna like this one. The Buffalo Bills <laughs> clinch a playoff spot with their defeat of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're going to the playoffs, baby. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, guys. Give it, let me have this. Let me have this. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very happy for you and Bill's Nation. Actually, I've never, or not Bill's Nation, it's the Bill's, Bill's Mafia. Mafia. Yeah. I've Get it right. N- sorry about that. <laughs> I uh, I never had anything against the Buffalo Bills, so I'm happy for them. Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I could easily cheer for you guys if my Steelers weren't in it. Um, but yeah, m- the game really upset me. Yeah, uh, Duck was awful. He was. I mean, how many times did he get sacked? Yeah, he he was terrible. Terrible. I think my grandmother could do a better job, honestly. But uh, to his to defense, Buffalo has been given a lot of guys fits. Like even the week before, Lamar Jackson, you know, even Lamar Jackson, they kept him in check. Yeah. They could have won that game if their offense was a little bit better. So it's a tough matchup. Both defenses are, are just incredible, really good. Yeah. Like I'm, it was just watching both of those defenses work was amazing. Like they, they are really strong defenses. And you could see that the Steelers – with a guy like Big Ben coming back into the lineup, that's dangerous. And Juju's not even there, too. No, so. he's not there. But, but Washington's I, been good. But I think if Big Ben was there, he would have found Washington. He would have found Johnson. Oh, if Big Ben was there, they would have won that game yeah. easily. It was close, even with all of that. Like, even with all the turnovers, yeah. you know what I mean? It was still close. But, so, yeah, I mean, the Bills are going to the playoffs, baby. Congrats, baby. Thank you, thank you. Thank yeah, you, thank so, um, obviously, I didn't have anything to say, but I do have something to say. Your uh, Eagles, baby. This is a big game. Big game. Uh, the Bills beat the Steelers, and the Eagles beat the Bills. So that means that the Eagles are the best team of the three, right? That's I guess right now. Yeah, that's yeah. what happens. Uh, I'll let you have it. All right, good. But Here. the Bills are the only ones in the playoffs right now. Playoffs? Yeah, I know, man. We have that's to. A tough we have to win two. We have to is win it two? two? Two games. There's, there's a bunch of scenarios, but I think the easiest way is to win. If two. you win out, then you're, you guarantee your spot. Yeah. You, guys, you guys control your own destiny, though, right? Yep. Just like yeah. the Eagles. Yeah. They'll probably. This is it. the biggest game right here. It's, this game could be yeah, the make Eagles or break game. Eagles in Dallas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks. 
Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> this is a serious note here, guys. Yeah. Philadelphia Flyers forward Oscar Lindbaum been uh, diagnosed with Ewing's uh, sarcoma and is not expected to return for the remainder of the season. So prayers up to him. It's a tough situation, you know. Yeah, man. Good, and pretty good player. He's a good player. Um, it's a. I'm it's, not it's, like too familiar. Are you familiar with the with the disease itself? Like, is, is it, it is a sarcoma a bone disease? I th- I think it's something to do. It's a rare condition or rare form. I haven't uh, read into cancer. it. Like, is it something that like? Yeah, like I think it's something with. Beat? I don't know. And I think there was a diet. There was gonna be like a. He was gonna go through all the diagnostics and I guess get like a how far along the um, the cancer is. Right. Um. I mean. All the best to him. I hope he beats it. Uh, 100%. For, former teammates of him, uh, Weiss and Fullen, were were obviously uh, devastated because uh, he is a good kid. Um, How old is he? Uh, I want to say 22. Oh, my um, God. He's yeah, young, man. He's I, young. I, guess I could search it up. What? Yeah, search it up right now. I believe he's like 21, 22. He's still a young guy. Um and even with the news of, I was listening. Yeah, twenty three years old. I was listening That's to um, the HL report today, uh, or from the press box. Sorry, um, and uh, Amy was talking about how even after the news of him getting like the news of the cancer, um, he actually mess. He reached out to Konechny and texted him and said, "Hey, man, how's like how's your head doing? Like, it just goes to show what kind of kid he is, right?" It's like, like you just got the news that you're you got you're about to go on the biggest fight of your life, yeah. And you're not really worried about that. You're worried about someone else's head after obviously Konechny has the concussion. So it just goes to show what kind of guy he is, right? Yeah. No, you know what? Like I said, I I pray, like pray for him, pray for him, pray for his family. I really hope that he pulls out of it. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure he has a lot of support. And I know the Philadelphia Flyers kind of honored him or whatever the other day, so yeah. that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it, and we'll hope the best for him and hope, hope for his return. Um, now, big news here. The New Jersey Devils traded the star forward to the Coyotes on Monday. So, basically, they traded Taylor Hall for and the forgotten one, Blake Spears. Ooh. You know, let's, let's steal, not, let's not count out trade. Blake Spears. Steal of the trade. Blake the Pickle Spears. Let's not let's not forget him. Wait a minute, is that his real nickname? No. Oh, okay. I gave it to him. All right. Why did you give him the pickle? Pickle Spears. Okay. Yeah? Fine. Uh, Vinny got it. No, no he didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> it went right over my okay, head. Okay, Blake Brittany Spears. Okay, there you go. <laughs> is that better for you guys? Yeah, That's sure. pretty good. Okay. Hit me one more time, baby. <laughs> so, one more time. In exchange, okay, so basically Hall and Spears... Uh, for a 2020 first round pick, a conditional third round selection uh, in 2021, and prospects Nick Merkley, Nate Schnarr, and Kevin Bow. So let's just, you know, obviously we're going to talk about later the return. What do you think of the trade? Uh, in terms of who got the better deal, or just overall? Yeah, just overall. What do you What do you think? I mean, Taylor Hall is a former Hart Trophy winner. Uh, you're going to have to pay. Uh, gave up a first, gave up a couple decent prospects. They're not uh, grade A prospects. Um, for and Hall's going to a team that is in contention for the playoffs and to do well in the playoffs. Like they're riding two. And very, he got the game winning assist. Yeah, two game uh, off two, to a hot start. Two hot goalies in Ranta and uh, Kemper. Um, 
solid D, solid forwards. They got they got they got the right tools to do well. I think Kessel's going to win another cup. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. <laughs> come on, come on. No, but for real. So Kessel's not in his uh, in his theater room by himself anymore. He's with Taylor <laughs> Hall true. now. Yeah. Vinny, what do you think of this? Um, you know, I, I think they gave up a lot. Well, a lot. Montreal would have given up more if they would have went after Hall, but uh, I think it's a lot when it's a rental, right? I mean, if they would have signed them on a long-term deal, I would have been better with the deal, I think. Yeah. But, you know, knowing that he's going to go to market, I don't know. I, it's 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 a big risk. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I th- I would think that... Okay, the first round pick is obviously the, the the biggest thing here. So they they got their first round pick, which is probably w- the main thing that they wanted. Um, they get the conditional third rounder. Um, prospect wise, I don't think th- they hit a home run. They I think they could have got some better prospects out of that organization. Now they don't have the best prospects, but these guys here, I mean, maybe two of them are AHL guys, and one guy is decent. Is decent. You know what I mean? That's yeah, pretty yeah. much it. Like Nick Merkley. It's Kevin Ball, right? Who's uh, pretty much the best prospect out of all of them, right? It's tough to say. They're all kind of around. The other two guys are AHL guys, though, right? Char is good. He's he in terms of their prospect rankings. I was taking a look. Merkley is the best prospect. Really, Nick Merkley? Yeah, but he's like his problem is that he he's got a really bad attitude. He's like he's he's an overage prospect. He's a little older than no, but the regular Ryan. You're not. It's not Ryan Merkley. No. No, it's Nick Merkley. And Nick Merkley has a bad attitude, too, because yeah. Ryan Merkley has a bad attitude. Yeah, I guess it's like a brother thing. But they're not brothers. Oh, whatever, I don't care. Um, b- but what interests me the most is Ball, simply because he's a big boy. He's 6'6". Six, six, is he, he the I youngest believe. of the group, right? I believe so. Uh, he's 6'6", six, six and he's a lefty. Big body, but he, he can skate pretty decent. That's where I stand in terms of the three prospects. Shar's all right, too. But, I mean, it is what it is. They didn't have to give up uh, Soderstrom or um, Hayden. So, yeah. I guess uh, Arizona comes away with... Uh, I get The first-round pick, I think, is the biggest thing here. I, and Montreal, I don't think they're willing to give up their first-round pick. Really, they're not. Like, I mean, especially, especially with the, the, the drafts being there. The draft, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. not for a rental. They're no. not, you know, I, if they were, if they could have made this deal happen with some better prospects and maybe not without giving a first round pick, maybe Chicago second round pick, which is a pretty good pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would have been able to, they would p- want to do it, but definitely they're like, no, first round pick or, or bust here, right? That That's yeah. what they wanted. So, I mean, that's it. I, I thought that, like I said, I don't think it's the greatest, uh, Hall for for um, New for Jersey. Hall? Yeah, it was not the greatest Hall for Hall, but uh, you know, I think that uh, at the end of the day, Arizona got the the best player, and that's Blake Spears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today's song of the day is uh, "Love Roller Coaster" by the Ohio the Ohio Players, and uh, basically. Uh, the way it's been going with the halves lately, it's a roller coaster. We win, we lose, we win, we lose. Losing streak, winning streak, lose, win. It's it's been a roller coaster. So uh, that's <laughs> that's gonna be the song of the day. Uh, take it out.
business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us for further details and information regarding this unique marketing opportunity. Have you ever needed a fragrance that matches your every social media post? Well, if you're on Twitter after dark and feel a little angry, you can wear Fireburgy. This fragrance is available on every social media site. Fireburgy. On every message board. Fireburgy. So when you need to smell like your social media accounts, take a bath in Fireburgy. You'll need no other fragrance. Back at it again. I, you know, I, can we do like a back, back? No, no. I think you have to overlap a back. Yeah, yeah. That sounds <laughs> so. We're, that so, sounds terrible. So we're a singing podcast. <laughs> I've, I don't know. Like I've, you know, I've always been fascinated with um, those type of people. Like you know, like back in the day when they woo up, like the doo wop type of singing bands. Um, what's the uh, what's the word? Where they don't use any instruments, any songs. Yeah, they harmonize and. What's like, the word now? I don't know. What's that? Guy? I don't know. What's the group? <laughs> I'm gonna search. Well, it up. I, I, I think like it's the a- Temptations. Acapella. Acapella. There. Acapella. Is that what yeah. it is? Oh, there you go. Thanks, Vin. Yeah. So, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's get into some uh, hapstock. So we're gonna start a Vinny's trip to Montreal, Vinny. He's going to report on the state of the franchise based on his experience around the city, the overall vibe you got from being back home in the motherland. And I call it the motherland because it's a Montreal podcast. Yeah. It is it's a, a Habs podcast. It's a Habs podcast. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's the motherland and that's it. Yeah. I don't care what you say. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I went for work and I, I love going out to these trips because most of the time I'm in the States. So mm-hmm. when I get out to Montreal, I get to see family. I saw Nana. I saw, I saw my brother, his kids, his wife. We, we, it was a great time. I really enjoyed it. But I did spend some time at the at the hotel bar. You know, surprise, okay. surprise. Yeah, and, uh, couple couple pops. Uh, a couple. Of, yeah, that's right. Soda or pop? 
Uh, here in Toronto, we say pop. Oh, okay. It's yeah. pop. Um, so I was talking to the server and one of the things that, uh, really struck to me at first was she thought she was convinced I was a Leafs fan, which really, really pissed me off. I'm like, no, I am not <laughs> really, I mean, no, she goes, oh, well, you're from the Toronto area. I'm like, yeah, but I grew up in Montreal. I'm a Montrealer. She didn't believe me, dude. She did not believe me. I had to tell her where I went to school. I had to say where I live for like freaking 30 years of my life. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and, and then she finally believed me. Even my friend, she didn't believe it. She goes, you have, a, you have an accent. I'm yeah, like, il fait du soleil. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour, parlez-vous. No, so um, I did ask her some, some questions because she's she was a real big Habs fan, and I said, hey, um, what's your overall feeling about the Habs this year? And she said, you know what? I really don't care too much about the Canadians this year. And that was sort of the subjective feeling that I, I saw, like, when you know, just beating the bars and talking with people. People don't really, my impression, my impression, right? People don't really seem to care. There's this apathy going around in Montreal that, to me, is scary. If I was Jeff Molson, I'd be very scared. Oh, I'd yeah. be, you know, it, if someone is angry, like my like a buddy that reached out to me in DMs yesterday, he was angry. He's like, I'm going to jump ship and stuff like that. And, and out of respect for him, I'm not going to say his name. But I said, dude, you're not going to jump ship. You're, you're angry. You still care about this team. You love this team, right? Um, there's When you have anger, it means you care. When you're at the point where you're not really giving a hoot anymore, that's a problem. Yeah. And it yeah. happened to the Expos, you know, once we had that fire sale in 93, 94. Um, you know, after after the lockout, I, I remember that. I w I'm old enough to remember, you know, feeling really sad about that um, because I was more of a baseball guy than a hockey guy in my, yeah. my pre-teens, let's say. So... Um, yeah, if I'm Jeff Molson, I'm worried about that. I mean, you're, you're worried about people not caring. And right. uh, that's sort of what I got from it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Me and Gibby have had similar discussions on the show about the vibe around the team. Gibby, what is your, do you think that, what do you think about it right now from I your think, perspective? I think there's the direction of the Habs right now and the overall fans are exactly how are exactly how the it's it's so I don't even know how to put it into words right now but like the direction of the Habs is kind of unclear and in in terms of Habs fans I and and other people like some of the media I they have this mentality of Bergevin like they're just bashing Bergevin Bergevin being in his year 6 or 7 of his 5 year plan or whatever the narrative is that I constantly see everywhere Listen, from what I've gathered and witnessed, and um, actually Blaine Potvin from uh, Habs Unfiltered actually spoke about this on their latest episode. Molson, when he was hired, um, when he, sorry, when he hired Bergevin, he had a mentality that minor things were needed to be done. Um, I honestly didn't think we were on the right path to become a strong contender, contenders for years to come. Um, Bergevin kind of worked with what he was given and uh, what he had for the first few years, and it didn't work out. Didn't work out, sorry. Um, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Your French accent is showing. <laughs> it didn't work out. Um, but no, he approached Molson <laughs> and said, listen, it's not working out. I have my own plan. If you're on board with it 
and able to weather the storm of being a roller coaster bubble team, but built for years to come, then I'm ready to, to flip the switch. I'm ready to, to try and steer the path in the right direction. Um, so technically, this I feel like this conversation may have happened around year three or four because that's where that's where they started to stockpile a lot of picks, I find, and tried to build from the draft. Um, so since then, I feel like in year four, I believe it was, don't quote me, um, since then, he's revamped the leadership, revamped the prospect pool, and he's revamped the entire face of the franchise. Uh, do I think he's made mistakes along the way? I mean, yeah, of course. Nobody in, no GM has, has been, has a perfect record. Um, but that being said, I think he's kept a solid nucleus of what his plan is and has stayed on the right path. Um, I mean, you, you give this team another two years and watch how long we're going to be a contender for years to come. I'm also, I'm sick of, of the narrative of wasting, we're wasting prices and Weber's good years. They want to win cups. You must really hate my tweets then, right? I, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm, everybody's got their own opinions, right? And I'm not going to call someone. And that's another thing. People with opinion, like you have a difference of opinion between me. I'm not going to call you an idiot because we don't have the same opinion. You have At least not to your face. Yeah, not to your face. <laughs> no, he, he does that. no, no, he does that behind my back, guys. No, but no, in all seriousness, like mm -hmm. you have your own opinion. I have my own opinion. I'm not going to go on Twitter and disagree with you and call you an idiot because you, you have a different opinion. You have, it's all about perspective. People have different perspectives of this team. Um, but I'm sick of the narrative. I'm, I'm not a fan of the narrative of Prices and Weber's good years are being wasted. They want to win cups. I mean, did you guys personally have conversations with Price and Weber? Did they do? Did they openly say well, I want to win? Cup. Price has hinted. At, he wants to win. He Pri wants. Price okay. has. Price he, did hint at his window is closing. He wants, yeah, he, he wants, went on record. Yes. Yeah, he went yes. on record. He yes. did. He did. Yes, but. Does it not occur to you that maybe he's on board with the path? Maybe he thinks this team is going to be a, con a contender shown, in years to come. He's shown signs of frustration of more the other direction more yeah. than than being patient. I've seen Price more frustrated with what has been built around him than him being patient and being like, "Yeah, yeah, we got a young team. I'm excited." Uh, I, I think he. I think he. He's like, "Listen, bro. Enough is enough. It's time for you to get some players and, and let's go for this." I do. I do. I don't, from I don't Price himself, that. from that type of player, I see that in Price. Now Weber and everybody else—that's a different story. But Price, mm -hmm. I've read that off. See him. what I what I what I see in Price is a frustrated goaltender who is weathering the storm of the roller coaster that I just spoke about in terms of. But why come out to the media team? and yeah. say, "Hey, you know, my window is closing," and he hey, sees it. He didn't, I mean, but he didn't. He didn't just say it out of nowhere. It's not like. People well, he didn't him. tweet it like, you know, people, people didn't ask him like, how's my windows closing. <laughs> <laughs> people just joking. That's people, my house. <laughs> <laughs> people didn't ask him, hey, how's your do do uh, How's your day going? And he's like, oh, my windows closing. Uh, we got to win now. Like he was interviewed. He's not going to beat around the bush. He's a he's a straightforward guy. He's answering yeah. questions that he's asked. Um, but OK, let's let's because okay let's keep it on point here though do you think that that is the reason why the the, the buzz is dying around the team dying like yeah because Vinny doesn't that. Vinny feels like so some people are just not into it like they used to be is it the team Those, is it is it what the team what they're building can people not be patient yeah I think I think people need to realize that this is the path that's going to be happening 
And if you're not on board with it, I mean, yeah, it I is what know. it is. I don't know. What well, do well listen, Vinny, I'll think? give you one thing. Winning is important. Playoffs is important. Is. You, you, you want to look at the Raptors. They won a championship. Everybody's a Raptors fan now. That's all it takes. I'm on the bad one. We've t- we've talked about this before. These young kids, they're growing up and they're they're watching hockey. Back then, the Habs were winning cups. I I love this team. I love these players. Nowadays, they're looking at superstar players in the league, and those are the kind of guys that they gravitate to. First of all, Habs don't really have that. Yeah, we had Carey Price. But they don't have like those superstar players that people are like. I love Sidney Crosby. I love Stephen Stamkos. Which forwards? Like, there's not too many kids out there. No offense to Yo Brendan Gallagher. Mia. Like, no offense to Brendan Gallagher. There's not a lot of kids out there probably who are like, I love Brendan Gallagher. Who are just moderate, medium, like uh, hockey fans. But you'll you'll talk to some kids who are like not too much into hockey, but they'll be like, I love Crosby. Oh, my son loves Ovechkin or whatever. You know what I mean? That's the reason. So winning is very important. Also. You know, obviously, it's clear, it, it's been stated that the, the Bell Center hasn't been selling out like they used to. You know, they've broken their streak of sellouts, and people are not coming. But it's also affordability. I mean, it's just way too, it's not affordable anymore to, to go. And I mean, it's just the amount of money that people are making and the cost of everything to, to go out to a game, That that I think is a factor into it. And I mean, it's just, it's the sign of the times. The league now is, is so much bigger. There's a lot more teams. Um, it's a lot more competitive. It's very hard to win. So it, it's, it's not easy for, for people. And it's the technology, it's the social media. You can have the, the same experience in your living room now than going to the game. You know what I mean? Back then you didn't. You had to go to a bar to watch the game or you had mm-hmm. to get it in your terrible quality television, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? So, it's yeah. also what what is ac- what we have access to. We can watch everything at home now. It's it's nice. You can invite friends over. It's a lot cheaper to invite friends over to watch a game than it is to go to a game. So, yeah, you don't see those crazy avid or rabid, sorry, Habs fans that like you used to. And also, I do think the biggest problem here is the winning because you have a competitive team, you win enough, you'll bring people to the chairs and, and you'll bring just new generation of, of fans, you'll bring them in. But it's also a sign of the times. You know, I'll agree with you on one thing. Uh, it is expensive, but it's still cheaper to go to a game in Montreal than it is here in Toronto, right? Yeah. Oh, that's 100%. <clears throat> so... I was. It's, I, a four, it's not that actually, bad, but you. It's not for everybody. No, I actually, yeah. if I actually had to leave on the Wednesday, and I was contemplating if I was going to stay, was I going to buy a ticket? I would have watched a nice Ottawa game. The Habs won that game, right? But imagine, like my my friend Andrew, Habs fan and To shout out. Uh, he went to the Detroit game. Yeah. I don't know how much he shelled out for that to lose two one. Detroit to the yeah, last place team, you know, to Ber- Bernie standing on his head. I like, know. You know how frustrating that is. And he's he's been, you know what? I'll give Tony Marinero the best tweet. He's like, you know, Bernie, you know, has, shout out whatever. The, or he had a great game against Nelson Mandela. Would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. He, hold on. He was. Don't give him credit. He wasn't the first one to say. I that. know, but still, that Nelson Mandela that moment. Guy, I don't know. I don't like. Oh, Nelson I don't Mandela. Like Tony he's Marinero. a great goalie. Yeah. <laughs> Great goalie. He was a great goalie back then. <laughs> That's a good French accent, man. Uh, okay. Thank you. Moving on now. Um, let's go into the uh, 
Bergevin presser. So basically, I'm gonna, we'll start with the high points here. I mean, it's a typical Bergevin presser. Yeah. He, he, he's so cliche now. Copy it's almost like paste. you can almost play a recording of the last one, and it sounds like, you know, the new one. <laughs> it's just pretty much what it is yeah. nowadays. You know what I mean? You could tell he's having fun, too. Like, he, he, he actually likes spitting out the cliches. He has yeah. a smile yeah, on he his loves face. It. Yeah, he yeah, loves yeah. it. Yeah. Um, now... Romanov, so he did mention the meeting with Romanov. He says he's likely to join the team next season. So what do you guys think about that? Do you, do you, are you guys excited about it? Do you think he could be an immediate impact? Bergevin did mention in his press conference that he's like, listen, this kid's not going to come over here and put up numbers, but he's smart, he's solid, he, he can be physical. Like That's pretty much the type of things that he said about him. Yeah, so for me, right, um, I think he's going to do well next season. Uh, if he comes, reportedly he's coming. It's not hundred. Yeah. Obviously, it's not hundred um, percent. And I feel like next season, if he does come, an immediate impact. I don't know about that. Um, I think it's going to be like every other prospect. It'll and especially a guy coming from the KHL. Um, it's going to be like a growing pain kind of deal with him. Um, he'll need to adjust to the North American size ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one thing, man. That pisses me off. That's all yeah. these European. Yeah. And uh, he's going to have to adjust to the North American style of play, the fast pace. He's going to have to adjust to the speed. Physical. A little bit more physical. Um, but I think he will come around, and uh, he's going to come with mistakes. And also, for me, based off of what I see, I feel like he's going to be a Flurry type of player. He's going to... Flurry's gonna, they're going to show flashes of some skill. Like Flurry, even yesterday, he had a little toe drag. Oh, he's good, man. Yeah, man, he's, he's good. But sneaky good. he's, he, I feel like Romanov is going to be a flurry type player. He's going to be that stay at home guy. He's going to use the body. He's got some physicality to him. Um, and I like, I like that. You need that. You need, you still need those guys. Good fluid skaters. And like flurry, he's got a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so I think for the first couple months, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be uh, – people got to be patient. And that's the problem, I feel, with Montreal Canadiens fans and, and the media and everything else. People aren't patient. Listen, these are young kids. They're not going to come in. And, and they're, not, they're not first overall players. They're, Let's be real, though. You know, there hasn't been this hype you know, around a player coming to Montreal since David Schlemko. <laughs> <laughs> since the defenseman joining the lineup. I didn't expect that one. Since David Schlemko. <laughs> the left-handed savior to play with Shea Weber, um, David Schlemko. We're still waiting for that. Um, Is he off IR yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like... I don't know, man. I don't even know what we were talking about anymore. I blew every what thought kinda, out of your mind on that one. What, prod, what, what kind of podcast are we doing? Right? I don't know. This is... No, but sorry. okay. <laughs> Romanov. Like, prospects are prospects. They're young. They're, gonna, they're raw. They're not going to come in and be absolute studs. They're going to make mistakes along the way. You just got to be patient. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Now, what about you, Vinny? What do you think? Well, it's going to take him time to adjust for sure. I mean, yeah. you, you see with uh, Coca, right? I mean, getting ad- adjusted to the North American ice, that's the biggest problem. I think he's going to have And defensemen some, take longer. Right? And they take longer, right? But um, he's going to be a beast, this guy. I mean, I've seen... Are you taking a picture of me right now? Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's probably going to be on Twitter, guys. Um yeah, so I, I really I think he's gonna be a beast. And I wanna I wanna talk about Kale Flurry. 
Yeah. The guy is, I mean, I was, I was freaking out yesterday. When I watched him play, I was like, this is Subban before the brand. You know, yeah. Wow. I, yeah, that's that that impressive. that that's what I saw. I saw like flashes of Subban. You know this this offense. He's got the flash of skill. He he's got it, and he is. I don't know. At one point, I thought maybe this is this guy is trade bait, but I don't know if I'd get rid of him now. No, you know, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts on it is listen, Romanov. I think that. Yeah, I mean, we got to be patient. I don't think he's going to be an instant impact. I mean, nobody is. But I do like the kid. I've watched him play a lot. Is he going to be in the World Juniors? Who, Romanov? Yeah. For uh, Russia? Or no? I don't know. They're not, he's not No, he's not no. eligible, right? I don't know. Okay, probably not. I mean, yeah, he's probably old, not old enough. Or older. Older. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. About him, I just I do think he's a good prospect, but again, like I mean, we just can't expect these young kids to, to jump in right away. I do think that you know he could be, he could probably sh- shore up that that third pairing of that left side, which okay. we've been trying to uh, to f- fix. You know what I mean? It's been Kulak. It's been uh, what's his name now. Uh, Riley, I mean, these guys have been in and out. Maybe he could be the steady guy, just like Flurry has been the steady guy on the third pair, except for the left side, right? Yeah. What did you find something, Gibby? No, I'm okay. still looking. Okay, no problem. Let's move on here now. <laughs> um, so basically, there there was mention after the presser about the meeting. So basically, Bergevin did have a meeting with Ryan Paling and did tell him um, yeah. a few things. And uh, I got I got it here. Let me just pull it up. So basically, he kind of highlighted some points here, and he said, you know, it's not when you get there; it's how you get there. Um, we told him we're going to do things right for you. Trust us and the process. Come here, relax, play. And at some point, we're going to bring you up. And that's what they did. So basically, they did promise him that he would get a, a pick, uh, a call-up. So that was the first time he got sent down. And then they said, listen, just go out there, have fun. You're not the third overall pick. You're the 25th, the 25th pick overall. You know, a lot of guys need time in the minors. So they told him, just look at the big picture. All right. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you, I mean, these are things that I've spoke about many times, and I said, I hope they're not just sending him down without yeah. giving him a message. I think this is very important for young kids. We spoke about that last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very important for young kids to, to get this kind of uh, the G, communication. We've heard prospects in the it's past. Key. We've heard prospects in the past say, oh, no, nobody said nothing to me. Yeah, I think that was a problem with Tarion, right? Yeah, well, Tarion, and I mean, even this regime has been criticized. Uh, some of the guys who got pushed out, I mean, but now, I mean, like the Alex Galchenyuk's and the Nikita Sherbacks of the world and stuff like that, but now we kind of see that, you know, maybe it wasn't all the coaching staff. Maybe there was, uh, you know, reasonable cause there, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> yeah. But um, now the last part of the, the presser that I wanted to stick out was uh, – that I wanted to tackle here was Bergevin. You know, he said that he wants to stick to the plan. So every single time he says retooling, uh, I don't want to play. A, I don't want to pay a harm in a leg. <laughs> yeah, he said okay. a harm in a leg. All right, so I don't want to pay a harm for <laughs> for this. Right, so he says retooling is the is it the right decision? Okay, let's talk about retooling. Okay, because th- this bothers me a little bit. We can't rebuild. Right, because Montreal fans will not have it. Right, guys, Are, do we agree on that? I don't think Montreal fans. I, I think have not the at this point. Not at this point. It's too late. You, you needed to make that decision All right. a while ago. Because so, a rebuild means you get rid of Price, you get rid of Weber, right? And you get rid of Bergman. 
And that, but that's what I'm saying. That's okay. what I was trying to say a little earlier. I don't mean to cut you off. And I'll let you. No, finish. no, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, Beyonce had the best album of all time. No, this is what I mean. Maybe Bergevin wanted to rebuild and said, "Listen," and actually approached Price and Weber. Listen, this is my plan. We, we got a few years to reach this. Are you on board, or do you want me to ship you out? to a a contending team. That's why I'm saying we don't really know exactly 100%. Now you can, uh, yeah, talk about the retool here. Now you can speak. I don't know what the plan is, though. He talks about this plan, right? Yeah, he's not very clear about the plan. I I, I don't know what the plan is. Honestly, like, you go out... If you're going to have these guys, guys like... I I know you're going to get annoyed by this, Gibby, but seriously, you got guys like Weber, you have Price. Weber is not getting younger. Uh, and that's the truth, man. No, he's I having mean, a, he's, no, but that's a fact. Yeah, I mean, he's having a career year, but I mean, this guy's winning for a cup is clo- is closing in, and and price as well. You gotta yeah. surround these guys with some with some forwards. I mean, yeah. why are you hoarding? Yeah, I'm gonna steal a line from you. Why are you hoarding all this cash? Why are you? You you got a cupboard full of prospects. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. You know, and I no, keep it, on saying it every week. It's becoming frustrating. I'm, I'm with you, Vin. I'm on that side. And like I said, I've always been a supporter. I've been fair. I'd like to say that I'm fair. But I do think at this point, it's becoming a little too much. I mean, you see that your team has a chance to make the playoffs here. You see that you have the ability to make a trade. In the offseason, you were willing to give up a bunch of first-round picks, couple first-round picks or whatever, and picks to go sign Aho. Now, why aren't those same picks in play? You understand? That's like, I understand, question. like, it's still not, oh, the season's that's not very, over. That's a very valid the, the, point. The, the valid season's point. still not over, yeah. right? There's still opportunity to do it. But we have cap space. What is he it? is playing it too safe. Mm-hmm. There's holes on this team. There's still big holes on this team. Obvious holes. Listen, enough is enough. You got enough young prospects already in in the system right now that you can afford to make some trades, even if it's just for picks and some lower level prospects. They're so they're so stacked with these prospects, and I mean, I'm not gonna say they're all you know blue chip prospects or whatever it is. Or like, would you trade a guy like Norlander? I mean, Norlander is tough. He, he's got a lot of potential, but I would consider it if it, you know. We're going to talk about this coming up next, sure. but I'm, I would consider if if the return was s- something that could fill the, the biggest holes, which is left defenseman. Who can play right now with Shea Weber or a top six scoring winger or center? If, if, if the package included him, yes, I would consider some of those guys. I mean, the only guys that I wouldn't want to get rid of is Koka Niemi. Uh, Nick Suzuki, yeah. uh, Romanov. Those are kind of like the three non-touchable guys. But even a guy like Norlander, he's a guy that I would consider. Go- That's a third-round pick. Yeah. yeah, but just because he's a third-round pick, it doesn't matter. If but still, got- those are the kind of guys he's doing that well, you though. should be willing to trade, especially if, if, if people are calling about him and you can drastically improve your team or even just improve your team. Th- those are guys that I would consider if they're going to get you what you want. So here, here's a Vinny rant, okay? You can't go out and get UFAs because UFAs are not, not going to come and play in Montreal, right? You need a trade. You, I mean, what are you going to do? Oh, we're going to just stick to the plan. Dude, you got to freaking win, Good man. teams, Good teams don't only draft 
They well, know how to trade. They trade well. Yes, they trade and well. And they also sign well. And we pretty much can't sign good players. Okay, that's just it's just very tough. So we need to add something else. We can't be so one-dimensional and say, oh, we're just gonna build through the draft. And hopefully that works out. No. That's not how it's going to work. We need to add trading well and being more aggressive in trades to our element. Mark Bergevin is lacking on that. Yeah, for me, I, I, I'm more leaning towards build through the draft. But I also do think that one thing that I've been saying is we need to trade for a left-handed D-man. We need to address that. That, needs to, that should have been addressed the past two years. Ever since Markov left as well, we should have been. Yeah, but Ben Sherrod's going to win the Norris. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, but I mean, realistically, after Ben Sherrod, you have Mete and Kulak. I mean, let's be realistic. They're not. Uh, they're not top four guys. Yeah, no, so, I agree. So, I mean, for now it works, but it needs to. It needs to be. But addressed. that's how it's been. I feel like that's what it's been for so long. For now it works. David Hernandez is our first line center. Yeah, for now it works. It works. That's we what made I mean. the playoffs. Like enough is enough for for now it works. It's time for us to go out there and get real players that who are going to be there forever and not just caught fire or are serviceable. Phil Deneau is a serviceable first line center. He's not a all out no question first line center. He's a one B. Yeah, that's how I see it. So he's a second line center. Yeah. That's that's what he is. I mean, he's better than David Deharnais. <laughs> we can all agree on that. Yeah, those those were tough times. Um, okay, let's oh move on God. here. Kibby's pole dancing <laughs> pole question of the week. Now present Gibby's pole dancing pole question of the week. All right, guys. Um, Another doozy, another doozy. Um, so this week we had a uh, poll. Oh, we did? Yeah, we did. Well, Gibby had a poll. It's only Gibby. How many votes? Uh, so we had 547 votes wow. this week. Um, and I just, I, I had nothing in the, in the, in the barrel, uh, nothing in the re- repertoire. And then Taylor Hall got traded, and I was like, you know what? Let me concoct something right now. Um, so the question was, knowing the cost for Hall, would you trade two top five prospects, a mid-tier prospect, a first-round pick, and a conditional third? Provide your reasoning below. We will read blah, blah, on the, this week's episode. Um, and so, here's it. We are on now on this week's yes, episode. Yes, hello. This is this week's episode. Um, now, listen. I want to be clear, and I want to clear a few things up before the results. Two of the three prospects were top five in the Coyotes organization. All these prospects to compare... Are, compared to what we have in guys like Caulfield, Suzuki, Romanov, are a tier below those three guys that I just listed. Ball, Merkley, and Shar are all, they're solid prospects. Is it Shar? The N is silent? I don't know. Schnar? I don't know, man. I, oh, okay. Because it says Schnar. I don't know, man. Okay. Whatever. It's Schnar, Shar, whatever. <laughs> um, they're all solid prospects in which they can amount to something. I mean, they are prospects. Prospects are raw. So... They come with whatever. Um, yes, they're ranked mid-tier, but I mean, at the end of the day, Devils management can rank them higher from an organizational standpoint. That's why it's tough to gauge prospects at times now. Um, so I'm not calling the prospects top five amongst everyone. I'm calling, I, I said top five, they're top five in the Coyotes organization. Okay, 
Now, with uh, with that being said, the results are as follows. Um, the, obviously, it's uh, yes or no. Uh, 10% said yes, and 90% said no. So they're all not willing to pay that uh, that high of a of a uh, price. Um, and uh, K- Kyle M Tilly, uh, K M Tilly one. What up, Tilly? He says, "Why not try and make it to the playoffs now? Look at St. Louis. Miracles happen, and Price is not getting any younger." Okay, let me come out and say this: Stop comparing our team to St. Louis. Yeah, everybody. everybody, like, everybody why are, yeah, why does everybody, stop comparing even, the even dude, Toronto Saint Louis, fans? St. Louis, St. Louis. That's was, a one and done. Was a team that, uh, at, like, when they before the season. All the 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 professionals and all the analysts had them pretty much one of the favorites to win the cup. Actually, they, Gibby Gibby also said uh, yes, that they were winning. And the they, cup. they just got off to a bad start, but on paper, tough goalie. The, the, yeah, the goaltending. We, we the never only, knew that. Yeah, that was their only flaw. But besides that, on paper, I mean, they went out and got O'Reilly, Bozak. I mean, they were stacked down the middle, which yeah. is. Usually what? the recipe yeah. to a Stanley Cup. Shut and also, down. the back end is full of monsters who just don't <laughs> give you any space. Yeah. I mean, come on. That, that's not the Habs. I'm sorry. It's not the Habs. So stop that. Yeah. Stop comparing him. I agree. Uh, stop comparing them. I agree. Um, now, if they end up... Okay. Sorry. Mario Cormier, MA2467, says, if they end up losing him to free agency, that would be disastrous. Not willing to trade that much. Um Sasha Lemka, uh, Sasha. What's up, Sasha? Sashtradamus. Very clever uh, name there. Uh, Is it? Nostradamus. It's like you can see. He can it was see like with future. an N, like Nate Tradamus. Oh, my God. Here we go. I think it's clever. Whatever. Um, he says, most important reason why not is this. For years, the Habs defense has been a crutch, and even adding Hall to this roster, especially knowing it is for rental, is not what... Is not what would, is not what would put this team over as a cup contender. Habs need a left-handed D in the worst way. Let's talk when that is available. I agree. That's, That's what, right. And I actually saw one person who, t- who tweeted. This was a few weeks ago, and it was like, uh, if if the Habs acquire Taylor Hall, and then they put like. Taylor Hall next to Shea Weber. Yeah. Because <laughs> right? they're like, that's what we need, a left defenseman. <laughs> yeah. So Taylor Hall's going to play lefty. Um, <laughs> uh, Daniel Shaw, Lethalis one, says, not now. Now we just try to sign him in the offseason. Okay, I, mean, I like you, that. You try and, clever. You try and get him for free. You, you clever. Take, you take your risk. You take your risk. We tried it with John Tavares. It's not going to happen. Hey, anything can happen. It won't. There are rumors that he wouldn't mind playing for Montreal, but it is what it is. It won't happen. Moving on, Beth from uh, our fellow, our friends from Happy Hour. Um, Beth, that I don't know how to say this. Beth, uh, DM one of us that how to pronounce your uh, your Twitter handle. Is it Hiverwheat? Hiverwheat. Hiver. Eighth winter. Oh, okay. Uh, and thanks for calling us out, Beth. Yeah. All right. And Dude. you know what the funny thing is? Is my name on Instagram is not even my real last name either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so nobody still knows. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, she says, nope. He'd be willing. He'd be coming in with 25 points and six goals, which would which would tie him with Domi and Deneau, respectively, both of whom the Habs base has been bitching about lately. He's also only played four full seasons in his 10-year career. 
Uh, a 40 goal season outlier doesn't give me confidence. I, you know what? I actually have been looking and I looked at, it's really true. Like Taylor Hall had that one really good season. He had a couple good seasons with, on some really bad Edmonton teams and he has not been able to be healthy. Like that guy does not stay healthy. He's not, he has not been consistent putting up points. He's not like a bang on guy who, you know, is going to step right in and you know, he's consistent. He's going to put up points and he, he's going to be in your lineup. That guy has a lot of health issues. He gets injured a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then our final one is from Italian Habs Mike. He said... Uh, Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, that is too much to give up for a rental player. Yes, I want Habs to get better, but I would be more mad if Habs traded a paling, Suzuki, Caulfield, Romanov, or Fleury. Uh, yeah, sorry. like, and those are my... Like, Niami or Primo. Those guys are like my non-touch prospects, too. Uh, not, and he said, I'm not Ber- uh, Bergevin's biggest fan, but glad he didn't make that trade for Hall. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? What, what did you guys vote? And what's your reasoning? So I'm I'm no. Okay. So I'll, let me hold on. Before I, I'm gonna conjure what the trade would look like. So it would be a first, a third, and it would be guys conditional third. Yeah, conditional third. Sorry. It's it's, it's you know it's it's huge. Um, and the first is also uh, top five or top three protected. Uh, so it would be a guy, it would be guys like Videmo, um, shoot, who was it? Videmo, Evans, and who's and Jordan Harris. That would be your three and guys. Jordan Harris got some potential, but Dude, I'm I, all for that. I like Jordan Harris a lot. And then those are your three guys. Would you guys make that trade for Taylor? Okay, but that's not realistic because that's not what they want. But I mean, apparently the no, he's just in, making, I'm he's making, just making. No, but hold on, hold on. But in terms of, okay. in terms, because those guys that they traded are mid tier, like they're ranked mid tier. Yes. Yeah, okay. The I get prospects it, I get that I just named are, is, are mid tier. You guys have to understand too. The, the, when when teams are are trading, they don't just say, okay, we're gonna look at the mid tier prospects here, and let's look at the mid tier prospects from this organization. That's no, what I mean, they look at who are the best prospects in that organization, and, and they're gonna say, hey, you guys have Kokaniemi, you got Suzuki, you got. Well, I want Romanov and I want this paling. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. That's what teams do. The or, the Arizona Coyotes don't really have a deep prospect pool. They have just right the the Soderstrom. Right, they have a few good guys. So for for us to ask is always going to be different. I personally don't. I wouldn't. Uh, first of all, I'm not going to make that trade if Taylor Hall is not going to sign. Exactly. And exactly. also, how much yep. does he want to sign for? Like, is it is it real? Like, okay, we do need the scoring, but do we really want to put our money into a winger? Like, is that what we got? Guys coming up, we got Galley, we got Domi, we got guys coming up that we got to pay. Now, is that what we want to spend our money on? Is another scoring winger who can't really stay healthy? Yeah. Okay, we have reinforcements on the way. No. We have a Jonathan Drouin, a scoring winger, on the way. When before he went down, we were actually putting up a lot more points, right? I'm still eating crow about that. So so (laughs) we we, we still we have that guy. So does it make sense for us to give up a first round pick and a few prospects on a winger who, first of all, is not guaranteed to stay healthy. Second of all, probably not gonna sign again with us. Mm -hmm. Is it really worth it? No. No. Because that's not what we need. We need a left defenseman. Yeah. We need a, we need a left defenseman. <laughs> so that's why I said no. And a first line center. So you're saying no, Lewis. Vinny, you obviously say no. No. What's your, what's yeah. your reasoning? Too much? 
I mean, yeah, it's too much. It's, and, and listen, it's, it's not a need like we think. It's not a need. So I'm going to put this into a perspective. I always say that we need a top six winger, and I and I say we need a left-handed D-man. I agree. Hold with on, you. hold on. Let me let me let me finish. Um, we have a left-handed. <laughs> we, for those that are, obviously can't see, Lewis just uh, muted his own mic. Um, <laughs> that was that was beauty. Um, so we have a left-handed top. Uh, sorry, we have a a top six winger right now. He's currently playing center. His name is Max Domi. Lewis, you're gonna you're gonna go absolutely ape shit for it, but he is not a center. He is not a center. He doesn't play a 200 foot game. He is not a center. He literally once Paling Suzuki and Kotkaniemi come to turn. Uh, uh, graduate from the prospect, they come into being able to be the but one, they haven't, two, three they guys. They haven't showed that they could be that guy. Okay, but patience is a virtue, my friend. His best season was not as saying, a center. Guys, I'm not saying right now. His, but his, his, but he's still he's, on pace for about 50 points. Yeah, but guys, he is not good. A center is supposed to be your best two-way guy out of your three wings. Not always. Look at Austin Matthews. The guy stinks on defense. You Excuse know I mean? me. It's, it's a this, work in progress. On this podcast. Aaron Matthews. Aaron, Aaron Matthews. Matthews. Thank Thank Aaron Matthews. Thank you. you. Not, every, not every center is good uh, at both ends your of the pro, Okay, your prototypical, your prototypical guy is supposed to be your top. Your he's being. He's learning. He's. I thought he's improved. Yes, but I don't. I don't see. And everybody and a lot of people have said it as well. He is not going to be a center of the future. You can chalk it up. I will go to freaking war about this. Okay, that's fine. So we have him. That's fine. Get a goddamn left-handed D-man. Plain and simple. Yeah, well, I think Plain we're all on the same page here. You're not willing to give up a first-round pick and any prospect on a rental winger when we have a guy in Jonathan Drouin who probably will be returning soon. Got Paul Byron still. Why are we going to go out and, yeah. and give up three prospects, two picks for a guy who's not even going to stick around? We don't have, we're not a one winger away from winning the cup no. or even going on a long playoff run. No, and what I'm saying is it's, 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 it's silly to even think that acquiring a a, w- a top six winger is going to put you above and put you into a playoff spot. It's silly. And even if you do make playoffs, you're not going to go deep into the playoffs because you are going to get exposed to missing that left-handed D, man. The left-handed D is something that should have been addressed two, three years ago. It has to be addressed. If you are going to trade a guy, if you are going to trade guys like a Paling or a Romanov or something like that, it has to well, be... Well, why trade Romanov? He's a left-handed no, okay. D. Okay. Uh, oh, just... Yeah. Yeah. Fine. If you're going to trade one of your top end prospects, it has to be a f- to fill a need. And we do not have a need at top six winger. Yeah, because right now, I mean, we're like 12th or 13th in scoring. Right yeah, now. we're still doing well. We're, we're producing. I mean, yeah. So the, the LHD for sure is, is what we need. But are we one left-handed D? No, Away even that, no, 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 no. But no, if you no. can, but see, and I would look at this trade different if uh, Hall was on contract. Yeah. If he had a contract. The rental part of it for me is what takes me completely out of it. I would be willing to b- pick him up for that price if he, he let's say, Signs. had three more years at a good price. Or if he says, listen, I'm coming over, I'm willing to resign with you. Right. You know what I mean? So, so that is one aspect of it. And yes, of course, I mean, 
lefty is just our biggest need. It, it just it really is. is. And, it but is. you're right. We're not one lefty away from. But me. you know what? I mean, things, so, things change in the playoffs. You get in the playoffs. You got a guy like Domi. He's gonna elevate his game, right? Weber's gonna elevate his game. Gallagher. All these guys are gonna be playing way above the level they're playing right now. Mm-hmm. You got a you got a good player playing on the left. I, I think you have a good chance of okay. Yeah, I mean, okay, and, now and, let me, but also it's an organizational need. So if you got somebody who you can lock up and he's going to be the left hand, the number one left handed D of the future, you do it. Yeah. And now to your, to touch on your point, Vinny, um, and actually a lot of people saying like, oh, they should have made that trade. They should have made that trade. Lewis is currently putting on chapstick. It's, uh, Why you got to commentate on everything that I'm doing? <laughs> you got to narrate my whole fucking, my whole life? It's winter, guys. Things are dry. Lotion and moisturize. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, so <laughs> what was I saying? Lotion and moisturize. No, but in terms of acquiring a player and risking your prospects and people are saying listen you should have made that trade you can get into the playoffs and you can do damage what happens if you give up all those guys make that trade you get eliminated you got bounced in the first round by a team like boston and uh you just traded away three prospects for a goddamn rental player it's stupid take it easy relax Address the goddamn need because right now we have wingers like uh, Yolonen coming up. Give him two, three years. He'll be solid. Um, We have winger prospects right now. We do not have very quality high-end besides Romanov and Jordan Harris as well as and you, and you have um, no, but in terms of guys Rolander, that are, and you also have the other kid. In terms of guys that are that are home runs, it's just questionable. Yeah. Romanov's probably your only home run guy in the in the in the wheel. And it's not right even now. a home run; it might be a exactly. Trip. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? So there's no there's no sure guy that's going to be coming in. Whereas for prospects in terms of forwards, yeah. we have those guys. Caulfield is going to be exactly. That's be what exactly yeah. we have. Caulfield. We yeah, have there you go. There's a scoring winger. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. So we have all those. You just got to be patient. Just give it some time. That's why I'm saying you got to give it some time. Yeah. No. This so is I think, not a trade that we need to make. I think in, in closing here because it's not this, a trade this we is we an essay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in closing here, I do think we all agree that yeah, this. I mean, we're not upset that we. Like, okay, of course it sounds good. But at the same time, for what you're giving up, and if you can't guarantee a contract, and even if you could guarantee a contract, how much is that contract going to be? Yeah. So there's a lot of things. I'm happy that the Habs walked away. Yeah, we should have just got you to say that at first and save ourselves some 20 minutes. It's okay. (laughs) All right, now let's take a break, and when we get back, uh, we're going to have some fun. Have a Listen is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com.
back. We're back. Back at it again. It's Lewis and Gibby and Vinny and friends. <laughs> Who's the friends? We don't have any. Uh, so yeah, we got some friends. And we're the no three friends. best friends that anyone can have. <laughs> All right. So now we're uh, going to get into uh, let's have some fun. So this is the holiday trivia version of Let's Have Some Fun. Um, so let's uh, hit that. So, gents. Yes. Holiday trivia. Let's start with you, Vinny. Right. Best chocolates at this time of year. Lint. All right. Any, any specific flavor? Anything that has that wrapper on it, man. All right, I'm chowing okay. it down. Like the the chocolate with the like the filling inside. Oh, lint, yeah, yeah lint. Yeah, lint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it's the Ferrero Rochers. Really? Yeah, you love the Ferrero Rochers. I Rocher. love those. I can. I'm a turtle guy. I turtle. love turtles. Turtles, good turtles. As well. Yeah, yeah, that's solid. Uh, they're all they're all good choices, though. Boys. Vinny, have you tried the cookies and cream lint one? I yeah, have. I have. Oh, I love the caramel, the salt and it's, caramel. It, oh my yeah, god, it's so orgasmic. Orgasmic. All right, best holiday drink. Any any drink, holiday drink that you kind of uh, at this time of year you like. <laughs> holiday drink, anything with freaking alcohol in it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you, guys, good. are you guys a fan of eggnog? No. I don't know. No. No, me no. neither. I'm not an eggnog guy. Tastes like cardboard. Um, holiday drink. I don't know. Candy cane hot chocolate, I guess. Oh, gross. Really? gross. I know it is gross. I'm just I I, have, I'm with I don't Vin. know. I think just anything, anything with alcohol. I think anything with alcohol suits me best. Um, best holiday takeout meal. So this is something that you would buy or or you'd order in takeout meal holiday. Mandarin. Yeah. Mandarin. You like mandarin, mandarin at Christmas time? Oh man. Yeah, I do it. Uh, the Swiss Chalet festive uh, special. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, man. You know what? I'm kind of weird like that. I, I find, love it. I actually get excited about the festive yeah, special. Man. A little bit of cranberries. And then, and then you get your one <laughs> little lint chocolate. Little, a little spoonful of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that like ice cream scoop of stuff. Okay. Uh, your give me a dish. Your wife or a family member of yours a famous holiday dish. Um. It's like it's uh it's it's co- it's like a codfish dish. So it's it, it's codfish, um, sliced up potato, bacalao brouche. Yes, Vinny. Oh my god. Yes, Vinny. Vinny. I love it. So it it's <laughs> onions. <laughs> it's got chickpeas. Everything. Throw it in the oven and it, actually I'm having that tonight. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Good. I'm yeah, coming over. Yeah, to tell you it. the truth, Portuguese we love the codfish. So anything codfish, any bacalhau. Any style, yeah. I'll eat it up. And we're big seafood guys, so anything crab, lobster. So I'll, I'll say the same thing, bacala. Uh, for us, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a really big thing at Christmas Eve. Really? Yeah. You guys have cod as well? Oh, yeah. Fried bacala. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's the best. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. Worst gift you ever received, Vinny. <laughs> Don't say, don't say something your wife gave you, all right, buddy? No, 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 man. Socks, man. Socks. Yeah, so what? you, you, you my hate mom, it. My mom no. gave me socks one year, man. Dude, socks never are the forget. best What kind of gift? socks, though? Socks dude. are the best They gift. were like freaking shit Giant socks, Giant tiger? <laughs> yeah, probably. No, okay. <laughs> Those are nice socks. I had the white ones, man. I got the... So someone got me... Uh, it, they weren't even a stocking stuffer. They got me two, two Montreal Canadian socks. Well, two pairs, sorry. Um, but yeah, worst gift. Ah. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, someone bought me a sweater. Actually, I, I think we've had this discussion. 
Um, yeah, I think I asked you this last year, but who cares? This it's, it's, it's uh, I got a sweater. I'm not gonna say let's, from who. Let's see if you're consistent with it. I got a sweater. I'm not gonna say from who. Um, I don't know if they listen. They probably don't. But it was a brutal sweater, and I'm never gonna wear. I, I've never worn it. Um, it's just not my style, and they bought it for me. Okay, I, is it an ugly Christmas sweater? No, it's just an ugly sweater. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually, I, I actually like the ugly Christmas sweaters. You it know, I don't know if good. I told this story last year, but it's not the worst gift. It's just funny because my brother has ADD. He <laughs> bought me the same sweater two years in a row. It's like a Walmart Hab sweater, <laughs> you know, like a classic Walmart. That's Hab amazing. Sweater. And he bought me, so I have, I own the sweater twice, but it's good. You know, when one's dirty, I just throw the other one. There you on. go. It's a good sweater. It's a thought that counts. So it's not a worst gift, but it's just funny. Uh, best gift you ever received. For Christmas. For Christmas, um, my parents. They got me a Game Boy. Oh, I thought you were going to say your parents. <laughs> my parents. They, that's my gift. My parents bought me a Game Boy when I was like in grade three, but the way they wrapped it was fantastic. So I opened it. It was a, a, a puzzle box. I was like, oh, thanks, Mom. You guys got me a puzzle. Like, cool. Like, thanks. Yeah. And then they're like, no, open it up. I opened it up. Boom. Game Boy. I was like, no. No way. <laughs> I loved it. For me, it was the uh, Super Nintendo. That's I, nice. I remember getting that, and I was, like, super stoked for it. And uh, then my uncles got me the games to go with it. So, right. yeah, Beauty. that was, that was wow, a good Wow, that's sick. So, for me, I like, you know, obviously, just a slightly younger than you, Vinny, but I grew up with the Nintendo. Yeah. But Nintendo 64 was that, that gift. Was the, that and was when I received stuff. Nintendo 64, and I believe it was NHL 99 at the time. Yeah. Man. I did not put that thing down. He's going northbound on the southbound oh freeway. Man, Look I out. I did not put that thing down. NHL 99. That was that was the best commentary of the NHLs. 100%. That, like, it was I don't huge. remember it. it was, oh, man. It was good. So really? NHL 99 is when things really start to turn into the right yeah. direction for NHL franchise, for sure. But, yeah, I remember that Nintendo 64. And then... You know, NWO versus ECW or uh, WCW oh, Revenge. I had that game too. I oh love it. Oh my god, it. such a good it. game. There were so many good games for the 64. N64 is awesome. Road Rash. Oh yeah, just oh, everything. Man. So that was definitely my favorite gift. I, it was one of the best Christmas ever, and it just sticks in my mind. Did you ever get GameCube? I played it, never had it, but yeah, I did have. I did play it a lot. I so I, I was always what a great at my, console. I loved. I loved yeah. GameCube. Actually, oh, yeah. my cousin had the GameCube, and then he had like all the games. Like, yeah, I was he had, like one of those like burnt. Like those, you know, uh, back like a, in the day. Like a mod chip Yeah, type yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. You're narking your friend right now. <laughs> all right, boys, let's go. <laughs> ah, nowadays, there's nothing. Uh, all right, let's get into it. You know what time it is, Gibby? What time is it, Liz? Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Sports Pickly. What? Sports okay. Weeks. Weeks. Okay. All right. How do we do? Um, so two of us did well. The other guy's out to lunch. Uh, who, who, wait, wait, what? <laughs> um, so, uh, your boy Gibby went 2-0. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, sad, Saturday game, I picked Ottawa. You went 2-0, oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, wow. Uh, Saturday, I picked Ottawa over Columbus 4-2. Ottawa won 4-3 in overtime. Uh, Monday... I uh, picked Nashville over New York Rangers 3-2. Nashville won 5-2. Uh, bringing my record to 5-3 and three now. Uh, Lewis, you went 2-0 as well. Yeah! 
Yes. <laughs> um, so we all know who didn't do well. Sorry, Vinny. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Lewis picked the Friday game 5-3 Colorado over New Jersey. Colorado won 3-1. Yes, go. Sunday, uh, Chicago 4-1 over Minnesota. Chicago won 5-3. Uh, Vinny, <laughs> how do you like your steak, boys? <laughs> medium well? <laughs> uh, medium, I'm a medium rare guy. Okay. Uh, you went 0-2, uh, Yeah, I Vinny. know. I freaked out <laughs> when I saw that. Uh, so you picked the Saturday game. You took the opposite of what I picked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Columbus over Ottawa 4-2, Ottawa 1-4-3. Wow. And then the Saturday game, you went, you went bold. I respect that you went bold because we used to have Lizzie and she literally had a bunch of layups. Yeah, she's picks. taking the layups. So I respect that you went, you, you took a tough pick, especially, uh, but I do understand why you did because Boston, they were struggling for a little while. They went on a little, I think it was a four game or five game losing streak. So I respect the pick. You took Saturday, Florida over Boston 5-4. Unfortunately, you were wrong. Uh, so respect doesn't go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, they ended up losing fi- uh, four two. Uh, for the new picks, I got Saturday uh, Buffalo over LA four one, and then Monday I got Minnesota over Calgary five three. All right. For me, I got the Capitals over the Devils on Friday. Uh, Capitals are going to win five three, and then on Sunday. I got the Rangers over the Ducks. Rangers are going to win 3-1. Okay. Vince? So I'm going to pick, let's see. Last week you told me not to take Toronto to lose, right? Yeah, if you're going to take Toronto, make sure they win because if they w- if you take them to win, they're going to lose in all actuality. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, the way it if works. You're, if you're willing to That's th- just the way life throw works. it so away. So I'm, I'm going to be bold here. I'm going to say for the Saturday game on the 21st, mm-hmm. Red Wings beat Trana. Really? What's the score? Uh, <laughs> 2-1. Bernier stands on his head. <laughs> Jonathan Bernier. But you just picked Toronto to lose again. He hasn't learned. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That, I, listen, I'm buying. Like, I'm, you stood here and told us. Remember what you said? Well, I'm gonna do it again. No, but he <laughs> yeah. said he, he said he was gonna be bold. I All was right, that's be fine. Bold. Okay, cool, exactly. cool. That's cool. You guys are brutal, man. Okay. No, it's brutal. just this guy. This guy's the worst. No, it's okay. I, I accept it. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna be right this time. You're gonna see. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna take, play that clip back when he's wrong. <laughs> I'm going to shut a lot of money for stakes, man. Um, flames and Stars. I'm going to take the Stars over to Flames 3-1. to one on, That's the Sunday game. Okay. Oh, it's a Sunday game? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. That's another addition. We won't do fantasy this uh uh, time because yeah, we, like went I said, a, we went a little long. We'll do. We don't have to. We'll, we'll, when it gets yeah, uh, like I said, we'll just sporadically down to the nitty gritty. Also, some I'm like not in first place yet. So when I do get to first place, <laughs> that's when we'll finally <laughs> do the fantasy we'll do update. But yeah, that's another episode. You know what to do. Uh, you know what to do. Uh, everybody, just have a great holiday season. I'm sure we'll be back eventually. We're, I'm going to talk amongst the guys, and we'll we'll see when we can get together again. But. The main thing is I want you guys all to have a great safe uh, holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry happy Christmas. Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Um, yeah. Have a good time with the family. Um, we'll probably be back before New Year's for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, where can they reach you guys? I think you should plug. Yeah. You should plug reach you. us. Yeah. All of yeah, us. us. I mean, at have a listen. That's my Twitter handle. Yeah. 
at the real Gibby 05. And Vinny, of course, we don't share yours. No, no, I'm going to share it. Okay. Yeah, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, wow. Gonna, gonna I, th- gonna... I think we're getting him to be more personable here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm at chfan905, chfan905. And then to find our podcast, Lewis. Yeah, allhabs.net. Of course, that's where you're going to, that's the main source for it. So you're going to find that podcast. You'll find three other podcasts or two other podcasts in Habs Unfiltered and Habs uh, Canadians Connection, which is live every Saturday. And then AHL.report. And, and from the press box. Uh, AHL.report. Yeah. From the press box. You can find that there. Um, they also have all, you know, AHL news and you can follow the Laval Rocket and uh, Levi Valley ha- Phantoms and all that <laughs> Lehigh stuff. Lehigh Valley, not Levi. <laughs> Did I say Levi's? <laughs> if you guys want a good you want pa- some, <laughs> you guys want a good pair <laughs> of jeans. Wood, you want a good <laughs> pair of jeans? Anyway, you know what to do, allhaves.net. That's where you're going to find everything. Guys, thank you. I hope, uh, you know, I'm happy to see that everyone's listening. And uh, Vinny, happy to have you back. Happy to be back. See y'all later. How does it feel to treat me like you do? When you your hands on me. Bye, have a great time.